0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Reign.RankCast, I'm your host Chris. Um, On today's episode, I've got Micah Dank back. We did a um, clubhouse live, Uh, trying to be interactive, it was a dead Saturday, but it was a pretty good show, we talked about a lot of things. Um, Frantic Missy, Missy Stewart, she came on uh, about the second half of the show uh, we talked about his book series uh, um, we talked about Saturn worship and how these rituals are in our everyday life uh, so hope you enjoy follow Mike at Twitter at real mr. Dank. get his books from him there. Fuck Amazon. Right? Fuck Amazon. Get the books from Micah. Twitter.com slash real Mr. Dink. That's what you want. And follow the Rantcast on Twitter at Rained Out Rant and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rained Out with the number one. Hopefully you enjoy the show, please. This is Micah Dank, the author of it's into series, the rabbit hole series Into the Rabbit Hole. Right. Yeah, it's a six book series. You've written book seven, right?
1: Yeah, book seven's done. I wrote it in nineteen days.
0: Sweet, sweet. How it's coming
1: you? out? I think I talked to my publisher. He just sent me the contract for it. Basically, my publisher that I have right now, I have an open ended publishing deal with them. So basically anytime I want to publish something, like right now I'm in the process of doing a kids' astrology book. Um I just got a illustrator. Uh I've been working on that uh with my astrologer too. And uh book seven is done, so that's coming out. I'm starting to put together ideas for book eight, but I need I need the major plot. I need the major thing and it's like not coming to me. And I'm not used to this though, because the first seven books I just I, I wrote without a hitch. I wrote five books in a year. I wrote this last one in nineteen days.
0: You said you're you're writing a kids, a kids, book? a kids
1: astrology book. A kids astrology book. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's gonna have a. Uh, it's gonna be called A's for Aries because Aries starts the new year, uh-huh. and um, it's gonna be basically just a kids book with each zodiac sign. And you're gonna see a picture of the zodiac in the sky, and then on the next page, it's gonna be like character traits of, of children under these signs.
0: Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, My publisher
1: told me though they they said I have it has to be seventy four pages. That's like their minimum. So I have so we got to get seventy four pages illustrated. So we're working on that.
0: Oh, a minimum of seventy four pages.
1: Yeah, because they say anything less than that, and it's not really worth it to 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 produce it.
0: Okay, I don't know. I'm not into writing books, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, you hooked up with Santos Bonacci, I seen.
1: I hooked up with Santos. So what happened was one of I, I posted something on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And um I like Twitter more than Facebook, to be honest with you. Like all you guys and all my like, you know, conspiracy truth or seeker friends are on Facebook. But there's a lot on Twitter, I mean, there's a lot on Twitter. So I, I like Twitter first and then, you know, Facebook gets more interactions. So someone posted something on Facebook about how Santos has a school. So I, I had been intermittently for the last eight years reaching out to Santos, like very sporadically, like once every two, three years. And when I broke down the Book of Matthew, I sent it to him. And I was like, what do you think? And he goes, this is great. And then when I did a, uh, I, I recently did one with Reed Coverdale. Um, I don't know if you know who that is on Twitter mm-hmm. and. Um, <clears throat> He's a libertarian. They talk a lot about that kind of stuff. But he had heard me on um, Clint's podcast, which
0: is, is Liberty, Liberty Lockdown. Liberty Lockdown, yeah.
1: Liberty Lockdown. So I'd been on that. Reed heard me. He wanted me on there. So I recorded an episode with Reed, and it was like an extended version. My first presentation in astrotheology that I usually give new podcasts. It grew from like maybe thirty-two slides to 97. So I keep doing it and I keep expanding it. So I keep doing new podcasts with it. And I keep a, I keep like a... I have a, a note file on my iPhone, right, where I have the best episodes of every topic that I talk about. You know? Yeah. And um, I ju- that's what I send to people. I just copy and paste it and send it to people. And um, usually they let me know about that. So anyway, when it comes... so I sent Santos Reads uh, episode. That we did, and he wrote back to me and he goes, Well done, brother. Shared it everywhere. So Santos shared it on his Facebook, he shared it on his site. I was like, Okay, and then I was, and then I saw the message that that person said, They were like, Yeah, Santos started a school. Um, there's some people that are on it. I was told that David Weiss is on it as part of the part of the school, and I was like, All right, so I sent him that. Like I told you, that list of podcasts that I did. Yeah. You know, kinda like the best ones of every topic, because I talk about a lot of different decodings. Right? Yep. So I try and keep, you know, I keep all my um all my appearances are on a website that Mark Steves from my family thinks I'm crazy hosts. And it's pinned to my to my Twitter. So that's where you can find all my podcasts. But my best of I copy and paste to people. So I copy and pasted it to Santos. I got a response later that day and he goes oh, you're good, brother. He goes, we would love to have you at the Virtual Academy. So just like that, it started like that. And I've recorded two episodes so far. I've recorded my initial astro-theology one. I've recorded the Book of Revelation, which I did yesterday, even though I'm a little sick. And uh, once a week, they're putting it out. And they're eventually going to be doing a uh, a meet-and-greet slash get-together in Mexico. Because they're in they're in Mexico and they're going to have like a meet and greet down there where they're basically going to fly everyone down. I haven't even talked to my wife about this yet because it just came up. But basically they're going to fly us down and we're going to have like a meet and greet. We're going to have like, you know, presentations, this, that, and the other thing. So I'll go to Mexico.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Wouldn't go to Mexico. Uh, you mentioned, uh, was it Mark Steve's website? Is that Alt media United?
1: Yes, he's hosting all my stuff cuz what I originally had was I had a website, mykidank.com. I think mm. it's still there. But basically the people that built it turned out to be trash and they were they were charging an exorbitant amount of money to do this. This instead of getting a law, lawyer or whatever, I was just like, you know, I just let the website die and I think that's what it's going to do. You know, so when people yeah. ask me if I have a website, I don't. Even though mykidank.com is probably still there and there's only like a couple episodes you know, so all my yeah. stuff is on Steve's run thing. And and uh, I send Mark maybe once a month because I do maybe about like 10 to 15 shows a month. I send Mark every month a bunch of other ones to update to. And that's basically what they all are. And they're pinned on my Twitter.
0: All right. And your Twitter is at real Mr. Dank, right?
1: Correct. Real Mr. Dank.
0: If anybody's looking to follow you or uh, get yeah. the books through you, sign books, right?
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, a lot of people in the truth or community hate Amazon. And I understand that 100%. So I started selling signed copies, just because from my house, I started selling signed copies just so that people can, you know, the money will go directly to me. I won't have to split it with Bezos. This yeah. thing. A lot of people are into that. And um, it's been great. It's been great, dude. I've sold thousands That's- of copies. And it's it's just been wild now on an official tracker the problem is is on pen and paper uh i just got my royalty check for my last it was the first five books i just got it at the beginning of december so on pen and paper since last june it says that i've only sold about 3200 books yeah however you have all the ones from home too but those don't get those don't count those don't get counted, you know what I'm saying? Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, but people love the series because people people tell me they all the topics I talk about, people go, "I've never read a series like this before."
0: Yeah, and explain just a little bit about the series, like the uh, the series itself.
1: So, what the series basically is is it follows this guy. It's basically a Dan Brown thriller if the characters were young, wise asses, young, immature, wise asses. So the main character is young. He has a drinking problem, but he's a functioning alcoholic. He gets a phone call from his mother that his brother was either committed suicide or was killed. It's hazy. So what happens is he has to go to Washington, D.C. to get a medal from the president because he's a Marine. And while he's there, he stumbles on an old email from an anonymous website that he overlooked when he was hung over or whatever. The email makes no sense. It's it's clearly from his brother. It makes no sense. And then his best friend realizes that it's a complex cryptogram. Right? Mm-hmm. So they discover that. And through that, you know, he wasn't woke about anything. But he becomes, like, obsessed. Super woke. You know, I talk yeah. about just just a couple topics that, like, I mention or I reference and I talk about. Or uh, like gematria, etymology, numerology, astronomy, astrotheology, uh, out-of-body experiences, the akashic records, symbology, remote viewing, uh, religious secrets, capstones of the pyramids, mystery school channelers, near-death experiences, DMT monitoring, lucid dreaming, acoustic levitation, physics and quantum physics, psychotherapy, psychology. Spiritual guides, shared dreaming, crystal technology, conspiracies that not, not a lot of people know about, corruption, secret societies, just things of that nature. You know, I just I blend them all into a, one long story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a series. you got to read the first book to go to the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth and soon to be seventh.
0: You say uh, you blend some conspiracies that a lot of people don't know. What's <clears throat> what's an example of one of those?
1: I mean, conspiracies are facts that people don't really know about. Like, um I'll give you like one very tame one, for example. Like who is the first president of the United States?
0: I think George Washington.
1: Okay, that's what you would think. Now let me ask you a question. He hmm. became president in seventeen eighty nine. We became a country in seventeen seventy six. Who was running things for thirteen years?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. Never thought about that.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So they just flat out don't tell you about that. They don't talk about the Continental Congress, what's going on. Uh, Another conspiracy is who they choose to put on the money and why. You know, I answered that in my first book. Uh, I decode the Count of Monte Cristo because Mount means Mount. Cristo means Christ, the Mount of Christ. Basically, the Count of Monte Cristo. It's a story about a lothario, right? And he basically, uh, everybody knows the story of Monte Cristo. But the thing is, is, it's actually a veiled reference to the Jesuit takeover of the church and the Jesuits being banned and eventually let back in by the Pope. So I go into all that, you know, the second book decodes how I, I don't want to give the second book away because mm-hmm. it, 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 this is truth and fiction. This is how you have to write. You yeah. have to write this way. You can't just write a truth book because it'll get you in trouble. You, you get away with fiction. You know, 1984, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, A Brave New World, Soil and Green. I mean, you can go on. You know, there's just this is how you this is how you write. So I studied that. And I had, um, you know, I have an English degree from college in language and literature and criticism. And that's literally what I do. I take language and literature and I criticize it, you know with uh, Astro Theology and such. So I had a writing background, you know, my father and grandfather were both writers. They were editors at CBS News. So I've had it in my blood and then I just put together everything that I know, basically, into stories. You know, there's also funny conversations between the characters, immature, you know, conversations. that will keep you laughing. Um, there's just all sorts of stuff in the books, you know, and they're not long reads. They're only about 260 pages. A read that's it, two hundred and sixty pages, and it's not even a small font, you know, but it, someone sent me I forget who it was, because I'm at the point right now where I can't remember names of who says things to pe- to me anymore because there's just so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them said to me um, sent me a, a picture she took a picture of my first book with a bunch of uh, sticky notes throughout the pages going, I have to go back to read this. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what I want you to do is I want you to what people are going to do is they're going to go through my book, they're going to read something and they're going to go, that's, there's no way that's true and look it up. And then they're going to go, okay, I guess that's true. Then it's going to happen again and again and again. And by like the fifth or sixth time that they're like, this is not true. And they see that like it's true or they do some digging. They're going to start to just realize that this is truth and fiction and they're going to be able to read it that way.
0: Yeah, they need to have a pen and paper when reading your book.
1: Yeah, people do that. People, t- people tell me that.
0: Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I got a question on Facebook. It says, so with your research, what with this astrotheology cycle, what's the next cycle? Read that again? It says, with your research with astrotheology, what's the next cycle?
1: So the next cycle, so, okay, in the age of Taurus, it was the Egyptians, okay? Mm. They were the prevalent people. Now, the Egyptians during the age of Taurus used to have hieroglyphs of the bull with the sun between their horns. They would tell you they'd worship the sun in Taurus. Then they start to fade and in the age of Aries, the Jews come up. That's why they blow the, the ram's horn to the sky. That's why they smear the lamb's blood on the door to keep God from killing their firstborn son. It's the same story over and over. Okay, then they start to fade. Then in Pisces, the Christians come up. That's the two fish. That's why Jesus feeds the masses with two fish. It's why you have the vesica Pisces, okay, which is the center of two circles, which is the Jesus fish. The Jesus fish, okay, numerical value is 247 over 153. 153 also happens to be the same amount of fish that Jesus saw Simon Peter pull into the boat when he told them to toss the net on the other side. So the ancients knew all this. Right now we're going into the age of Aquarius, which is symbolized by the man with the water pitcher. Aquarius is the sign of the man. Virgo is the woman. Aquarius is the man. Okay. And two things are going to happen. We're going to spiritually grow, all of us, Um, the collective. Star seeds are going to be born. We're going to collectively grow and raise the vibration because we're not in the dark ages anymore. Okay, we're in the age of enlightenment and they know this, okay, and the elites know their time isn't up, but their last stand, what they're going to do in the age of Aquarius, okay, because it's the sign of the man, is, and you're seeing it happen already this early into Aquarius, okay, nine years into Aquarius, you're seeing merging with machines, you know, you're seeing all this stuff happen, you know, this is going to be it, merging with technology, it's the evolution of the man, both spiritually in a good sense, and mechanically, in a negative sense, that's that's the new religion, because there's not going to be a new book with a new religious book, because we have uh, we can talk like in rant, like in uh, in your podcast. or so like here we can we could share this to the world. You know, it's it, there's cameras everywhere to start a new religion, which they all used to be started with bloodshed and forced conversion. We can't do that anymore because there's, we would know, you know by the time people figured out what the hell was going on, Christianity was already a thing. You know, there's not going to be a new religion. Now the new religion is going to be a man-made one. And the man-made one is going to be merging with machines. And you see people like Elon Musk smoking weed, going on Rogan. And he's talking about how he's been warning people not to do this, or they should slow down. And then what happens? He goes back to it and he does the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, me merging with machines thing. It's, uh, I think Elon announced last week that the first, uh, Neuralink's gonna be installed in a brain next year.
1: Yep, They already haven't succeeded in pigs.
0: Yeah, and I thought they had one in a monkey that could play Pong or some shit. So, yeah. It's scary times there. Yeah. And there's the- another
1: thing that they did in, in one of my books I'm not going to say which one but in one of my books um, I reference how because they do something similar in the books they have to okay they basically go into a DMT coma because they have to they go into a DMT hibernation with a drip a DMT drip mm-hmm. which is different than just soaking DMT this is a continuous drip it can keep you under and they end up infiltrating this guy's coma because they need information from this guy however Japan has recently, or a couple of years ago, what they did is they hooked up like a Neuralink to three people's brains in three separate rooms in front of a large projector. And just using their mind, they played Tetris against one another.
0: Yeah, that stuff is crazy, especially the DMT drip. Because then you're, you're into like, uh, what was that, Inception? was that the movie with right uh, you know yeah at that point you yeah. can keep people in them dream states and
1: yeah that's just the blueprint that's what they do
0: how do you know we're and not already the... in those drips
1: exactly <laughs> and the thing well that's that's inception and the matrix mix the interesting thing too is is that um they're doing this the dmt drips because they want to map out the higher realms everybody that does dmt they see the the monkeys not the monkeys the uh the elves Right, the little elves you hear them always talking about the little elves how does how do thousands of people see the same exact thing it's cuz they're entering a specific dimension and there's some channelers like bashar for example who's channeled by Daryl anka who talks about how when you do DMT it punches you up to the fifth sixth and sometimes seventh dimension cuz remember in quantum physics we have 11 dimensions okay yeah with time being the, with time being the fourth technically the 12th dimension
0: yeah, and like the DMT things wild because all living things have DMT and I, you know at the moment of death the DMT's released in the brain just as it is during REM sleep. Yes, correct. Um <clears throat> so it's really wild because I catch myself a lot of times, you know, when I talk about like the human body using the word designed. Right? And right. when you think about it in those terms, it's designed all the way into death. You know, it, it, there's even a drug that's released within the body to comfort through whatever that transition is.
1: Right. That's why, that's why when people are about to go, they start seeing their relatives.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild because you go back to, like we were talking with Inception... Uh, and dream states, um, usually them DMT trips that they speak of, you know, that people take. Rogan and other people. I haven't done DMT yet. I say yet, but uh, <laughs> they talk that like it's ten fifteen minutes is the average trip, and research shows that you have brain activity for like ten fifteen minutes after death. So, yeah, in that ten or fifteen minutes within that realm that you are in in that d m t time doesn't exist correct so in theory, just that realm that you enter can last for e- infinity
1: well time well, time doesn't exist, yeah, so it I mean, only exists it only exists in this dimension, yeah,
0: yeah, so I mean it can it could last forever, just that you know. Just a lucid dream for ever, which would be yep. pretty sweet. I think that'd be sweet.
1: <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get too dark with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and uh, now we're, you know, it's Christmas time, you know. Right. Mariah Carey's on every <laughs> channel right now, and uh, Christmas time, What's, like, some of the, uh, would it be astrotheology theology, just with Christmas and the whole, I guess, ritual? Because, I mean, it, it, the whole thing comes from the pagan Saturnalia, war, you know.
1: Right. Um, yeah, so Christmas does. It's celebrated on the 25th because that's the day the sun comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I talk about this, too. The sun rises mm-hmm. a degree. On December 25th, it starts that. Then it rises a degree every single day after that until it reaches um, June 21st, which is Cancer the Crab. And the reason it's the Crab is because the Crab walks sideways. And what the sun does is on June 21st, it stays at that height. That's the highest it'll get. That's the summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year. And then for three days, it walks sideways. And then on June 25th, it drops the degree. And then it continues to drop a degree every single day until it hits December 21st when the ancients used to say that the sun was dead because the sun wouldn't rise above the horizon. It was the winter solstice. It was the longest night of the year. And then it walked sideways for three days. So then suddenly God's sun was dead for three days. And then that's why he comes back to life on December 25th. Now, I mean, as far as Christmas goes, you have uh, Wapuat, I'm sorry, Wapwat and Yinnipu. They load the toys that Noom and Ptah make onto sledges, hold by golden jackals, and deliver them to all the girls and boys who live within Matt. That's the same story of Santa Claus. And if you ever listen to Santos talk about Santa Claus.
0: Did they... Uh, <laughs> the... Shit, I had a question, and then this, you threw out those names there about the Santa Claus and Matt because that uh-huh. comes from the story of Mott, right? Right. Um, and also, like, it goes into, like, Egyptian, you know, like, uh, people don't, I don't know if, if everybody knows, just, like, etymology of time as far as, like, hours comes from Horus. And Horus, uh-huh. you know, was the sun god, and he walked, basically walked across the sky. and
1: Yeah, the that's where we get the Horus like, scope from. Okay mm. and what happened the sun walks in 12 steps across they used to say horus walks in 12 steps across the sky because there's 12 hours in the day there's 12 hours at night okay and what happens is at noon time okay it's 12 o'clock he was known as the most high well jesus at years at 12 years old was known as the most high that's because when the sun hits 12 o'clock it's at the most high
0: and jesus at 12 years old then basically disappeared after that and then that when he started his uh what age did he start his uh
1: so it's real simple they they talk about Jesus disappearing at 12 and coming back at 30 like it's a big conspiracy mm-hmm. but it's really not if you know the history you'll you'll understand this so let me ask you a question bud what happens when what happens to a young jew at the age of 12
0: is that when the bar mitzvah exactly they become a they man. get bar
1: mitzvah or they get bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah they become a man So he becomes a man and he goes off to study. This is what the story tells you. He starts his ministry at 30. I started mine at 32. Okay? 30 is the year. Now, why is 30 the year? Okay? It's because the Jewish religion goes back to Saturnalia worship. Yep. Okay? Okay. We could talk about the earrings. We could talk about the wedding rings for the rings of Saturn. You could talk about the black cube on the Jew's head called the
0: Adele and her love of Saturn.
1: Yeah, you could talk about Saturn. That's Saturn. It. But, but here's the thing. Why did he start his ministry at 30? Well, the Saturn aliens used to say that you could not start teaching until Saturn came back to the point it was when you were born. That takes 30 years. Mm-hmm. So that's why he starts at 30. It's all related. It's all related. You just have to understand the history.
0: Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it all comes back around kind of like Saturn every 30 years, <sighs> you know. Uh, what's um? It's the same as like you know Easter, right? The sp- spring right. equinox, right? Correct. What does that represent? Easter you know,
1: goes back to Ishtar. Easter goes back to Ishtar. Yeah, but Easter is basically so. There's two things that are so. Easter's in Aries, just like Passovers mm-hmm. in Aries. So what happens is in uh, for Passover. Now, in the Jewish religion, Passover is when God passes over all the houses in Egypt and kills anyone who doesn't have the lamb or the ram. Remember, the Jewish people are the ram. Anyone that doesn't have the ram's blood smeared on the door. Okay. Well, okay, that's the Jewish religion. Now, astro-theologically, okay, it happens in Aries because the sun passes over the equator on March 21st. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night, just like September 21st. Okay. And then the Christianity, okay, it's the resurrection of the sun. So you see you have the pass over yep. and the resurrection of the sun. It means the same thing.
0: And the symbology okay. of the cross itself crossing right. over the equator. Exactly. It's crazy. And <laughs> even like uh speaking of the symbolic well symbology, the word symbol, you-, you have the word bowl in it there. Uh but mm-hmm. A cross, a perfect cross, can be folded up into a cube. Yep. You know, <laughs> I mean, it all goes back when you to flat
1: pack. When you flat pack a box, it's a cross.
0: Yeah, yeah. That has to
1: do with sacred. That has to do with sacred geometry, which I don't get too much into.
0: It's just wild. It's just wild how, uh, like deep the stuff is, and then like how it's how we still like do some of these rituals today you know and then people are involved in ritual without even knowing they're involved in ritual or understanding well
1: imagine imagine like think about this during the times of the greeks and the romans right they had their gods they had their gods they had jupiter they had saturn they had their gods which the romans were
0: known as children of saturn right correct yeah
1: they had but they had their gods Mm-hmm. They had their gods, And you couldn't tell these people they didn't exist. Okay? It was all solar worship. It was all Saturn worship. Okay? You got to remember, Saturn was a lot closer to us than it was now. Now it's just a faraway planet. Okay? Back in the day, it was known as our second star, if not the first star. I mean the sun. It was the first sun. It was a lot closer. You used to see the rings. You used to be able to see it. Okay? There was a war in heavens. The planet's And it was at, I'm
0: assuming it was at a tilt. So you could see the rings, and then they look like horns right. as well. That's where you get the swoosh from Nike represents the rings. You know, the Nike swoosh represents the rings. I've never shadow. heard of that before. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because Nike's Makes some sense. dark shit, too. Yeah. Well, their Nike's just do it campaign. They're just do it. Yep. Their uh, phrase mm-hmm. was the last words in an a, uh, inmate on death row act.
0: What's that? Just, just
1: do it. Their catchphrase, Nike.
0: Came from Death Row.
1: Came from a guy on Death but Row. But not that Death Row Records. Ro- no, not Death Row Records. Death <laughs> Row. He literally said, just do it.
0: And they were like, hell yeah, stamp that on the Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. It's some. That's some weird shit with like the number 23 and Jordan himself, the Prince of Air, and then you have the bull, you know, the bulls with, the nike which nike was the goddess who slayed the bull right
1: i think so yeah yeah
0: there's a lot of symbolism in there (laughs) and when you you see all this stuff in there it's like god how like i mean they really plan it down to the finest detail
1: they do but like i was saying the (laughs) greeks and the romans like you couldn't tell these people that their gods weren't real Okay? Mm-hmm. And it was all sun and Saturn worship. That's all it still is. You can't tell people that, that you can't tell Christians that it's just still Saturn and sun worship. That's yeah, all it they is. Ju-
0: they, it's, uh, it's a big disconnect. You know? Uh, even like things like, I heard like the word, the name Solomon, like King Solomon, you have soul, like solar, like the sun, om. Right and then on like the city of on the the heliotropolis heliopolis yeah. heliopolis so, yes.
1: Sol. Sol is latin for sun mm-hmm. Om is buddhism for sun mm-hmm. and on is the greek city of light heliopolis yep it, it was the city of light that's why when you go into a bedroom you turn the lights on yeah so that's why it's that's why it's called on and then this and uh, the on symbol the on yeah.
0: symbol on everything on your Xboxes, your TVs—that's sex magic because you have the open circle with the phallic symbol entering the circle.
1: Right. Well, that's what that's what Solomon's temple is too. Yeah. If you look at uh, if you look at if you look at a faithful recreation of the blueprint of King Solomon's temple, it's just the penis entering the vagina.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's what the um, what is Lincoln is it not the Lincoln Memorial? The Washington De- Memorial. Yes, with the, the the water, and then you have the obelisk, which you see at a certain angle, the the phallic obelisk is within the waters, within <laughs> like it because it reflects off the water of uh whatever that pool right. is. Right. Yeah, the reflecting pool, is that what it is? And the right. capital itself, I think, is modeled off of King Solomon's temple because a lot of people don't understand that either. That capital, it's spelled with a T O L. Uh, Because it's it's a temple. Right. You know, (laughs) there's a lot of people that don't understand this. They don't understand the work and the thought that was put into just D.C., just D.C., just in the roads, just in the position of buildings. Is all has to do with the stars. There's a literal star (laughs) in D.C. The roads are a star.
1: Yeah. Where do you see what they did to the Vatican too?
0: Yeah, the Vatican is laid out the same way with the obelisk uh and um the same sex magic. It it's a, it's all s- comes down to sex magic like the star of David, the two triangles, the male and the female coming together. Um the duality, the the you know the Blue and the red, so to speak, coming together and becoming one exactly it's the same thing we see with uh I don't get too deep into it, but nine eleven with the two buildings uh one tower had the phallic antenna on top, and they both came together to become the one world trade center
1: well the interesting thing too is mm-hmm. is that so September eleventh
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is actually a very, very special day because uh, it's the new year in Ethiopia. So Ethiopia doesn't have mm-hmm. our calendar. Ethiopia has a 13 month calendar. They yep. have 12 months of 30 days and they have one month of five days, okay? <clears throat> September 11th is their uh, new year, okay? They also have the book of Enoch in their Bible still, okay? They still have that. Yep. And in Ethiopia, a lot of people claim that there's a temple or a church That has the Ark of the Covenant in it. In fact, there was a news story like six months ago. It it got buried in the news, but apparently like 75 people tried to raid it and they all got killed.
0: Um, Were the Brahmins, was that part of Ethiopia?
1: I don't remember. I don't recall. I haven't really studied that much into it, but I think I'm going to incorporate it into the next
0: Brahmins. Book. I mean, I know Maxwell talked about the Brahmins being the most high. They were the ones you had to be a Brahmin to speak to God. And that's where Abraham come, you know, you a, a Brahmin.
1: Well, Abraham, come, Abraham comes from two things. It comes from. Bra- so Abraham and Sarah is Brahma and Saraswati. OK, so, yes, it does come from that. But Abraham comes from something else, too, in Hebrew. Um, Abraham, before his name was, before Abraham was Abraham, his name was Abram. That was his name before God gave him the name Abraham. God gave him the name Abraham after he successfully almost killed his son, and God deemed him worthy. Abram is a combination of two words in Hebrew. It's Abba, and Abba means father in Hebrew, and Ram, which means Ram, father Ram. Well, he, he's the he's the beginning of the jewish religion the father ram you know you're talking about aries so his name goes back to that too it's crazy man it's all it's all
0: (laughs) it's crazy it's kind of like i i got to thinking which i'm sure i heard this but uh in uh was it in genesis when cain killed abel right and uh you think about you know cain killed did cain kill his brother did cain kill a bull Right. Was it a sa a bulls you know, it's a sacrifice or you know, it's a sacrifice. Well the interesting the thing list. too
1: is that when when it comes to Cain and Abel, I make this decision this distinction twice. When you talk about Sagittarius, you're talking about the man with the bow and the arrow, so you could talk about the bow with the arrow, the horse, the man, or the spear. The spear, because the spear is an instrument of death, and in Sagittarius is the day of death, December twenty first. So there's two important deaths that happen in the Bible, or the two most important deaths. The first one would be Jesus, hands down. Okay, And what happens? He's hit with the spear of destiny to his side to check if he's dead. Then what would the second one be? It would be the first murder. It would be Cain and Abel. Now, Cain hits Abel in the head with a rock. Right? Yeah. So that doesn't really see anything. But the name Cain in Hebrew, um, Cain means spear. So the word spear has a connotation to death. <laughs>
0: man yeah and like like i said i mean cain slayed a bull abel like when you go back and because everything goes back to bull worship sun worship saturn worship it's the planets are saturn and the sun jupiter and then you have you know horned ones because the horned ones are the fertile ones back to a fertility type thing so you have the bull and like with aries you have the ram which is a horned one. Even the owl, uh, the horned owl, uh, which the owl represents being a represents time, father time, as in Saturn, can also see 360 and see in the dark. You know that's why the owl is a. Is a they worship it at Bohemian Grove or whatever.
1: Yeah, well, the, I was going to say that too. Is the owl is incredibly important to the Illuminati? Yeah. So are the bees. The bees, the bees. Yeah, you never heard of that?
0: I don't think so. Enlighten me on the bees.
1: The bees go back to the sign Cancer to a group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. All right. Okay. There's a group of stars in. It's a close knit group of stars. It's in. In in astronomy terms, it's called an asterism. It's a group of closely mixed stars. It's called the Beehive Cluster, okay? Yeah. And the milk would come from the Milky Way galaxy, okay? So the beehives I mean, the milk or the honey milk. comes from Cancer, exactly, and Sagittarius is the middle of the Milky Way. So from Cancer to Saturn, Sagittarius, that's your milk and honey, okay? So the yeah. bees are incredibly important to that. You could see symbolism in like uh, – M M&M and M music videos and the honey even represents
0: the female and set. You know, it's goes back to more sex magic type stuff, like uh, the milk. Like again, the milk and the honey. The milk represents. I can't remember which Nana, the goddess Nana, uh-huh. uh huh, and which is another symbol of sex. I believe like there's that Rihanna video na 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 I, I, i'm not a singer but uh, <laughs> okay
1: you can try do it
0: again na 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 one of her videos with that where she's dumping milk all over herself and uh yep i mean yeah she's talking about the the goddess's milk the and then the honey the honey pot so to speak right yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, you know, people people take part in these rituals. They have no idea. Like uh, when you graduate from high school, you know, you're graduating. You're, in a sense, becoming illuminated as far as becoming indoctrinated. And moving on, you wear the black robe and you wear the mortar board on your head. The mortar board is what the Masons yes. use to lay the bricks. It's also known as the ox, Oxford cap. You know, the, right. again, there's the bowl. Uh, right. And it's also a two-dimensional Cube, the square is. Well, you
1: know that when the third temple is finally supposed to be built in Israel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's got to be pre, it's got to be uh, uh preceded by the slaughter of a bull, and it has to be a perfect bull. It has to be combed for all the same color hairs, and it's got to be just the right size and shape. They go back to bull worship, but we're not in bull worship. That's the age of Taurus. Yeah. We're in the age of Aquarius now.
0: Yeah. I mean, even down to uh, Wall Street. They got the bull on, on Wall Street, and it's yeah. in so many different words. It's in so many – Well,
1: the, I mean, you have the bull, you have a bull market and a bear market, right?
0: hmm
1: Okay, check this out as, as far as astrology goes. The bull, do you know why it's called the bull market and the bear market?
0: Mm, no, not exactly.
1: A bull market means it's an aggressive market, okay? Because what happens is when a bull attacks – it ducks its head down and it lifts its horns up to stab you. Mm-hmm. So it's going up, okay? And on the zodiac wheel, Taurus, the sun is still going up. Now, the bear market, okay, when a bear attacks something, it paw- it paws down, okay? So that means the market's going down, okay? Now, the bear is Ursa Major, okay? Which is when the sun is already past June 21st and it's on its way down,
0: all right, yeah, I mean, I knew the ups and downs of it. I didn't know, like, uh, the symbolism of it, I guess, and why they use the bull and the bear, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's in, like, everything. I mean, going back to Jesus being born, you know, being in born within a manger, you know, the zodiac, the zodiac wheel, the animal house, uh, and just... Uh, yeah.
1: All the, I mean, there's a ram, that's Ares. There's mm-hmm. a bull, that's Taurus. Yep. You know, look at all the animals at the manger when Jesus is born. Does that look normal to you? There's a camel, <laughs> Camelotardalis. You know, would, would anybody ever be born with all these animals surrounding them?
0: No. No, I don't think no. so. Well, I mean, it's Jesus. So... <laughs> uh, No, I mean, it's all representative of of, uh, the Zodiac and the bulls and and, uh, the horned ones, the what is it, anthropomorphized, basically, of the Zodiac wheel. And And it's
1: all telling the same story over and over again. Yeah, it is. It's the hero's journey, as Joseph Campbell talks about. It's the sun, and it's rise, and there's going to be a king. And then he's going to be betrayed, and then he's going to rise again. It's the same story. It's literally the same story.
0: And I heard someone try to debate that by saying that, "Oh well, did Buddha was Buddha born of a virgin?" Right? I think that's what they use. And it's not like the virgin birth. I think it's more of a supernatural, not the virgin itself. Right? Right. It's the supernatural Buddha part. Was, that he became
1: is, enlightened under. He became enlightened under a fig tree. Right, mm-hmm. it was under the fig tree. So there's a lot of biblical scholars that talk about, the fringe biblical scholars talk about that the uh, fruit in the in the Garden of Eden because it was never actually mentioned to be an apple. They're saying it was a fig, because that's what enlightened them.
0: Yeah, we've just correlated it to an apple, and then that's where you get the even um, Apple's logo. Uh, it's got the bite out of the apple, mm-hmm. representing you know, the tree of knowledge. Which, that is like... uh, Is it agnostic where they believe that the roles are basically reversed, I guess? What do you mean? Um, Where some believe that the snake was basically the guy, you know, giving Adam and Eve knowledge instead of keeping them (laughs) within the garden.
1: Well, the snake... My take is there's, there's two snakes in astrology. You have Hydra, which is the sea serpent, and you have Ophiuchus, which is supposedly known as the 13th zodiac sign. But I don't follow sidereal uh, astrology because all the work that I do, it doesn't line up with it if you add a 13th sign in there. Because then Scorpio is only like six days long. You know, it's hardly a betrayal. And um, yeah, so basically to me, it's Ophiuchus.
0: Which you mentioned Scorpio there in the betrayal. Uh, right. And you're talking about the betrayal of Jesus. and
1: Correct. That's why he was betrayed with a kiss. Yeah. He could, have been, he could have been stoned. He could have been hugged. He could have been a million. There's a million ways to point. If I'm pointing you out in a crowd, I'm not going to walk up to you and give you a kiss. You unless it's metaphorical. Him like
0: That's him right there.
1: Exactly. He gives him a kiss. Why? Because when a scorpion or Scorpio bites your hand, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. But it's full of poison. That's the betrayal.
0: Did, is that like uh, it did not, do you know, if it happened like in the house of Scorpio or. Uh, so
1: the story is metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's encoded. Understand that it's encoded. So when I say something happened, it doesn't literally need to like I'll, people will. I'll tell people that the death is December 21st. And I'll get people telling me that no Jesus, you know his, the 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 his the Last Supper was a Passover dinner. He died in Aries, and I'll say that's the story, but that's not what it represents.
0: Yeah, and I seen where the December twenty fifth birth actually represents tam, Tamud. Tammud. is that Tamus. what it is? Tammuz.
1: It happens to Mithra, it happens to Horus, I believe Osiris, it happens to all of them. To me, the only thing that Zeitgeist didn't do was they didn't go far enough.
0: Now, okay, there's 12 zodiac signs, right? Yes. Now, originally, the calendar was only 10 months, wasn't it? Right. That's why Correct. Yeah, you October, November.
1: So the months don't line up. Directly with the zodiac, okay. Each zodiac has three days of ten. That's what they're called deacons. That's why in church there's a position called the deacon. Okay, there's four cardinal signs. That's why there's a position in the church called the cardinal. Okay, there's uh, it goes into that. So each deacon is ten days to thirty. They don't line up exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now they added Caesar Augustus and Julius Caesar as July and August. Okay, that changed the calendar a little bit. However. If you look at the sun, it tells the hour of the day. If you look at the moon, it tells the day of the month. If you look at the zodiac, it tells the month of the year. Okay, it's a perfect calendar. That does that didn't change. We did when we added two months, we didn't just get magically two new zodiac signs. That's not what happened. No, okay. the zodiac has pretty much stayed the same. I've traced it back forty thousand years to the Lascaux caves. In fact, the Zodiac has only mildly changed over time. During the, the only time I saw that it changed was during – well, obviously the Chinese have a different one. But the only time I saw the Zodiac change in history was during the Egyptian times where two signs changed. You had um, in, in the sign Cancer, the crab, that used to be the scarab, the beetle. Anybody who's ever seen the movie The Mummy knows those little creatures that eat everybody. Those yeah. are scarabs. That's why St. Augustine called Jesus the good beetle. Okay, because he used to be the beetle. Okay, and Leo the lion used to be the sphinx. But aside from that, it stayed pretty much the same throughout history.
0: Yeah, the. When you said Leo the lion, I, I thought of uh, the Wizard of Oz and how that's uh-huh. a story of the zodiac because you have, you know, Dorothy, she it's represents the spring. Story, it's,
1: it's all the same story, my friend. It's all the
0: same story. Crazy. <laughs> and. You tell people that and they think you're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) You're like, well, look, Leo. You have to really understand metaphors. The cowardly lion represents summer. The Tin Man represents winter. The Yellow Brick Road represents the sun. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like. I hear
1: you. (laughs) Oh, Let me just shout out Missy real quick. Missy, I uh, I reached out to uh, Richard Syrett for you. I put in a good word. So he will read my pitch, and he will email me back and let me know. And then you do the show with him, and then if he likes you, he puts you on coast-to-coast, coast and it's that simple. So, shout-out, Missy.
0: Boom. I invited her up, see if she wants to come up. Uh, but Yeah, it is. It's uh, the the symbolism and the stars because, yeah, I mean, it's the sky clock. It's on a cycle. It's on a... And it's a pretty accurate... I mean, it's a it's a... It's what they followed for so, you know, for thousands of years. What's going on, Missy?
2: Uh, all day it's been quiet. The minute I need to be on something important, I don't know what the hell's going on next door, but I think they're pressure wash. I don't know. Good time. It happens. Hopefully, it's not too loud in the background. If you guys hear a bunch of
1: background noise, let me know, and I'll figure out something else.
0: Nah, that's pretty yeah good. i'm gonna like i'm gonna
1: let you guys talk for a few minutes because i'm i'm, I'm I, I did this show today sick so i'm just gonna lay here and let missy fill in the blanks missy's been texting me that sounds me so
2: pornographic <laughs> i can't believe i'm allowing you to say that to me <laughs>
1: i'm just gonna lay back and let you do whatever yeah pretty much well should i read what you just texted me sure i don't care oh <laughs> when i gave her the shout out for uh <laughs> when I gave her the shout out for Richard Syrin, she goes, You trying to get me pregnant.
2: <laughs> you gotta have goals.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, hey, y'all are
2: y'all are killing me because like you know that's like my jam is like all this biblical, you know, history and like not just not just like the, the stuff that's written in the Bible, but like the mythos that's behind it and how it's carried over into other religions and, like the fact that I think it's berserker that Abraham or Abraham, whatever his name was. Uh Abram like was from Ur. Let me say I pronounce it right. Ur, ur, I
1: can't. I think ur, ur was ur. Iraq, wasn't it? Ur was Iraq.
2: Ur was Ur was Sumeria.
1: Right, Iraq. Yeah. Right.
2: You do rock, but uh yeah. It's <laughs> Sumeria. So it's like one of those so the epic of Gilgamesh was like deeply embedded, like as part of like what they were into, and the whole bull god, you gotta remember. Ba'el, right, is the name of the uh, Sumerian bull god. The Sumerian female entity is the god of, called sin, the Sumerian moon god.
0: Which is moon. Right.
2: The wages of sin are death, for example. That's a difficult Didn't they along. go
0: further to, isn't it inverted? I, I, I heard, man, I think from Bill Cooper that.
2: I'm like, which thing are we talking about? Everything's inverted. Well, Just that the the, <laughs> uh, the
0: moon and the sun. The moon was Masculine, and the sun was feminine. Uh, s- at some I point, got, I had a really crazy. Dream that's where last the word night, "men" comes from.
2: That that I there was a uh, uh, lunar eclipse, and it kept happening over and over again. And it was like the, it was like it was stuck in like a repeat pattern, and it freaked me the fuck out. Well, actually, it was the night before last, because I didn't sleep last night at all because it freaked me out so bad. But it's like we were stuck in this stage of – in my dream that we were stuck in this stage of this lunar eclipse that just kept happening over and over again, and it was, like, causing chaos.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So, like, a Groundhog Day lunar eclipse.
2: Yeah. And, like, you couldn't escape it. It was, like, so clear in the sky that everybody could see it from everywhere on the Earth at the same time.
0: Wait a minute. Everybody everybody around the earth could see it at the same time. Yeah. So that's then it would confirm that we're all yeah, on a flat earth at that point.
1: I guess maybe. I don't know. Wasn't so, there a story in the Bible about Joshua made the sun stay still for 24 hours?
2: Yes. But he also wrestled with an angel and may or may not have brought down an entire city. The earth stood still. <laughs> maybe see not then, the, best
0: guy. the the um, earth standing still that makes me think of you know the talk of like nibiru and uh, planet x because it's yeah, believed when I'm, that I'm, passes through that this the, the earth spin stops that's,
2: that's Which, not even what i'm scared of i'm far more scared of these lizard people uh, messing with our our atmosphere nemesis. and spraying chemicals and trying to return us to the nephilim climate because when yeah because they got to get we, rid of us for
0: what's coming
2: we have to remember the flood myth. The flood mythos is ubiquitous to every single civilization, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The other thing that's ubiquitous to civilizations is the minute they start messing around with hallucinogens and DMT, is when they start sacrificing kids. Just saying, probably a correlation there as well. But uh, the flood myth is ev- it's everywhere. And the thing is, is like in the flood myth, whether it's Noah or Gilgamesh or whoever, everyone's laughing at them because they're like, "What are you doing?" Like. Rain had never existed before. Rain, the atmosphere changed. Rain, uh, it rained for the first time. And then you had 40 days and 40 nights. And I had this discussion with someone last night and it blew my mind that I, I never realized this before. If you had 40 days and 40 nights, let's say that the biblical story was true, right? Uh-huh. Let's just say, you know, uh, the earth, like he was like, everyone's like, fuck you, buddy, you idiot. And then it starts raining and they're like, ooh, maybe that was a bad idea. You notice he had two of every animal but didn't have two of every plant. If the earth flooded for 40 days, the whole earth, what was going to create oxygen? Wouldn't we have a severe the climate shift? Water, Not even just I the flood damage. The lack of plant
0: life. The water evaporating into the atmosphere, I believe, does the oxygen thing. The fucked up thing is, have you ever heard of the box saga?
2: Did you say the box saga?
0: The box saga. I just heard of this in the last couple of oh, months. Oh,
2: B-A-C-H. I heard No, B Don't tell me about your love life. B O K.
0: I believe, yes, it's okay. Helsinki in Iceland, I think, where they talk in their family lineage, which the etymologies of their language kind of is like, holy shit, you know, it goes seems to go even deeper than what we're even talking about. And they're talking about the Garden of Eden was when the planet was at perfect alignment, perfect, it was standing perfect to the sun, right? So at that point... Uh-huh all the entire side if it's round or whatever you know speculation but uh (laughs) the entire side of the earth
2: it's not round either though
0: but the entire side of the earth that's pointing towards the sun would be lit evenly right so you wouldn't have summer or winter you'd only have day and night and then at some point there's a catastrophe that tilted the earth because if you think of a top and it starts to lose its speed
2: you're missing a big piece of the puzzle. Which of. Is it? You got to remember that people that lived in Iceland; these were all refugees from the glass of Doggerland. Okay. The flood story in the Celtic religions is when Doggerland got flooded. Uh, There's a big piece of land. You, you know what Doggerland is, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar. And with it, And it's all
2: underwater. What's well, it's a it's a big piece of like Never it was a there. it was a very shallow uh, part of like the the. The North was it the North Sea or the British? So you tell me, uh, Micah, you're you know it was in that
1: area. It was in that general area. Yeah, it was the like British off Channel. That it area. was like off Greenland or something.
2: Yeah, well, there was a fisherman that was like doing bottom fishing, and he came across a really, really old uh, bow and arrow. Well, arrow, right? And they were like, "How did that end up there? There's no way that could have ended up there. Turns out, there was an entire civilization of all these like uh, ancient people that were living in this land, and this area, when it was above the water during uh, the ice age. And it was like, it was considered to be a paradise. Uh, Lots of game, uh, you know, it it was, it got the warm weather that came from um, the Gulf Stream. So it brought like, I mean, everybody knows the warmest part of, you know, Britain is, uh, what's the name of the island? The bottom of of it. Fuck my brain, y'all, I'm sorry. I can't remember, and Brittany in France is like the warmest, right? Because it gets that (laughs) Gulf Stream, uh, that brings that warm air up from the South, right? Well, when Doggerland got flooded, those people, uh, it was like a massacre, like thousands and thousands, of, and when we didn't have a lot of people there at the time, a big chunk of the population got wiped out because it was a sudden flood, like the dam broke, and the whole thing went underwater quickly. And uh, a lot of those people became refugees and they became what later on became the Scandinavians and the Vikings, and what also later on uh, occupied uh, Iceland and, uh, Certain points, Greenland, and they brought those mythoses and those those that concept of Eden, and it even like gave structure to their Norse uh, mythology.
0: Well, like so this is
2: a real event that happened.
0: The Eeyore Bach. This is the guy who tells of his family. Lineage. I just like I said, I just got into the, on into this. I think I heard about it through uh, Andy of the Deep Share podcast. Oh, he's awesome. And uh, he's done a couple episodes on it. But the Eeyore Bach thing, like, when they're talking about the earth being at sitting perfectly, I mean, it makes sense that at some point the earth tilted and it caused this shit to go out of whack.
2: Well, look at the Sahara. It used to be green. Yeah, Did I mean. You, there's, there's all these different rocks and all that have, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say caveman. i Neolithic. I guess is the right term. Uh, paintings of giraffes and like just plenty of game. It was all green. I mean, did you see the recent Joe Rogan where he, he talked to the guy from um, that talked about the Atlantis uh, and the Eye of the Sahara and how it could be Atlantis and all that stuff? Did you see that recently? No, but I, I
0: seen bright insight he covered... I've been
2: looking at his stuff for years.
0: ...the eye uh, in the Sahara. The
2: uh, the Sahara, and, like, he shows that. It shows
0: the water... Wa- I mean, you can clearly see water flow... the water flow over that desert. Even though yes. it's a fucking desert, you can which still he, see... Which
2: amazes me that Randall Clark... Randall Clarkson almost, like, like argue with him, that that's not what that is. And it's like, dude, this is your thing. Can you not see your own I thing? mean, you can
0: fucking see it with your eye. It's like, a, uh... Yeah, like, 10 funny. years ago, um we had major flooding on the Missouri River. And just from Google Earth, I could like kind of predict where it was going to flood at. you know. And it's because from Google Earth, you can see the veins of the river and how far it fucking, it at one point, stretched out. And even down here, I'm in the, uh, I guess the Ozarks. I mean, I'm in these, uh, in northwest Arkansas. But there's some of these big fucking rocks on the hills. And you can clearly tell... That that rock has sat there forever, and water at some time flowed around that wa- rock because it's smooth. It's well, like it's
2: ridiculous to think that rivers stay still. Rivers move; they change trajectory, they change paths. I mean, like just let's look for example, the concept of Samaria we were just discussing. They were fed by the Euphrates River. Well, the Euphrates River moved. The Yangtze River moved. The Yellow River moves. And maybe they call it the Yellow River because it's choked with Chinese people. I don't know, but a lot of people die because it moves. The, the, the sin moved. Uh, the Danube moved. All these rivers, all these ancient riverbeds are everywhere.
0: Yeah, and, and people and... don't
2: realize that because we're used to like the last 500 years of this being what it is—a mass kind of blow before that. Even if we don't, we, we don't know what year it is actually. So we, know. <laughs> we don't. And
0: like I, I would listen to—I don't know if you guys have heard of Howdy Mikowski. But he's been talking sorry, about.
2: You're, you're echoing. Did you say Howdy Mikowski?
0: Howdy, I'm echoing. Howdy Mckowski. Yeah. He. I just
2: want to make sure I heard that right because I'm like Howdy Pouty, like no, uh, I know,
0: but he covers like, he covers, like the world's fairs and how.
2: Oh yeah, I've been digging into that. Oh
0: man, that stuff is crazy because dude, the but, buildings see, the thing, they built... Like,
2: it's, it's just it's so. Far, a there's bit, a, a Parthenon far in far back, Tennessee. So. Yeah.
0: A they, replica. They don't, they don't
2: remove those buildings. What's that? They don't necessarily remove those buildings. They, a lot of those buildings they pick up and move to somewhere else or sell them. It's creepy. It's weird.
0: I don't know how Scary they do man. it. I, I don't know how they do it. I mean the Chicago's Fair and then like no, they, they the one they had a great
2: documentary on the Chicago Fair. Uh and it's it's uh, narrated by uh oh my god, who's the guy that played Billy Wonka? Uh, what's his name?
1: Gene Richard No, R- not Richard Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder
2: gene wilder narrates it and it's called like the white city on the hill or
0: something creepy like that <laughs> it is it's fucking creepy and it, like and it came out in the 80s and it talks about chicago, chicago was World columbia fair. you know it was all about columbia the goddess columbia i mean when you came to it ahead uh, isn't this, it still all yeah columbia? it is i mean but this the the world's fair just like he like howdy explains it is like is this one there was a reset and they just like You had to be like well off to get into the fair and this is where you learned everything that human zoos like
2: Chicago was called the Windy City Chicago was the home of prohibition so much violence you know we're talking about Al Capone we're talking about the Valentine's Day Massacre Chicago is currently the massacre capital. Of the United States, Chicago had Oprah or Harpo Studios. Her name backwards, nothing to see there. Chicago had uh, the riverboat yeah. that capsized with like three thousand people on it. Chicago, there are places on this earth that are dark. Chicago, the Chicago Fire. Chicago, I don't know what's up with that. I can't explain it.
0: What's crazy uh, I mean, is I'm sure
2: be getting the mystical stuff about it or whatever or ley lines or. I don't know, all that stuff to me is mumbo jumbo. I need to like be able to put my hand on it and I can't.
0: My hometown. Like Chicago, as
2: far as I'm concerned, has one of the most horrific, in San Francisco is another one. Where it's just their past and the stuff that's happened there is just disaster after disaster after disaster and the blood that was shed. And the blood that's still being shed, it's just insane. The The zombie people that live in San Francisco creep me out more than anything. Because you gotta remember, like they had an opium epidemic, they had the earthquake, and like people weren't even like, doing anything about it they were just like oh there's a fire and like they had to have people with guns be like you need to get over on this side of the street you're going to die dummy and they were zombied out then. just the, san francisco and chicago have really messed up histories
0: where i uh, i'm originally from is sioux city in iowa which is on the missouri river and that place is known as little chicago and what's crazy is in that town it's like 75 maybe eighty thousand people. And uh, they have a massive Shriner temple. They have a massive Scottish of Rite temple. Uh, and then the do. Blue Lodges are everywhere. Like, and the Shriner stuff, like, I... The occult rejects, they blew my fucking mind with uh, yeah. their Shriner work. <laughs> because, like, not where like I'm that. from, I, new. we were I'm surrounded sure they're by...
2: Too, they're coming out with something amazing soon on that, too. Yeah, new. they, 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 they
0: like, of. the... The Shriner thing, <laughs> just from where I'm from, I was surrounded by Shriners. <laughs> and, well,
2: you gotta remember, in the 50s and 60s, okay. Right now, if you go to college, right, where do they get? They get, I mean, the frat boys, right? You got the, you got like the the, I mean, what all the different ones? You have got uh, Skull and Bones, right? Skull and Bones, basically, like you're paying for your friends, right? And you're doing things that make you secretive and make you loyal to the group. People don't join fraternities because they've got too many friends. People don't, I mean, they're paying for their friends, right? What yeah. people realize is in the 1950s and 60s, post-World War II, there were a lot of dads that didn't, it's hard to make friends when you're an adult. There's a lot of dads that just wanted to be a part of something and have a way to make other friends and have something to do with their friends, right? And the secret part of it was not so much, it was more to make it a mystery, to make it a like, uh You know, uh, a buyer's market to make it something people wanted yeah. to be a part of, right? Especially people that were had just gotten out of World War II and like they had a lot of secrets they had to keep, you know. So for them, like it was just one more thing, and it was a way for them to get out of the home, get away from their wives, and they use that. Uh, these Shriners clubs, the moose, I mean, so much of that, it, it's on the Flintstones, you know. That's how, like, yeah, well, I mean, it's like there's so
0: many, everybody's a fucking Mason. Well, I mean, you just got to go and everybody. It
2: was a dad club, but not all Masons
0: are house. fucking evil. You know, well, what do you a lot do of you them, do them don't even know they're worshiping the Eastern Star. You know, what,
2: what? What are you? If you're a dad, right, in the 1950s, what do you do afterward? Go to a bar? You do, people, decent people, go to bars. What you do? No, you go, to, you go, your go to your
0: fucking lodge and you get yeah. drunk with your guys in their your, horny hats, and then your
2: wife can't bitch at you because you're just around a bunch of dudes. <laughs> Right, but they use that. They use that money and those those dues. Remember, you have to pay your dues, or else you won't be friends with these people anymore. And what's crazy is nothing makes a man, especially a man from the '60s, middle aged with like three kids and a wife that probably doesn't fucking properly. Right, nothing makes that person happy to and go, "Hey, what you need this? I know a guy." You know, oh, I got a great doctor for you. I know a guy. It's that networking thing. That look at me, I'm cool. Look at who I know. They're willing to pay for their friends. And they use that money to do darker, deeper, more disgusting things. And the people that are on the bottom never have a clue how deep the tank is because they're not the brightest crayons in the the box in the first place. They're gonna pay. No,
0: most only make it to like the third degree. They don't even fucking make it any further. Even if they make it
2: past that, it's still bullshit. Like, you think thirty three is where it ends? It's not the end.
0: No, but I mean, it's.
2: I think they've lost power, though. I think that they're they're definitely because we wouldn't know as much about them if they hadn't lost power.
0: I don't know, man. I I don't like... When you get back to like... There's no coincidence. Dude, they ride around in parades like,
2: wearing fezzes. It's not like they're super cool.
0: <laughs> Dude, they got little go-karts, man. Those things are so fucking cool. They're like... You know, boom, that's boom, boom, boom. why the
2: membership is so through the roof. Everybody
0: wants to be a shriner. Oh, that was no, so No, they've cool. lost power. They, they worked their the whole life to become power. clowns. You know, it's... But again, it's all ritual stuff. And like I've been saying, you know... Throughout this is how just everyday normal people go through fuck ritual without knowing they're going through these ancient rituals from weddings to graduations to like of just the words you fucking look use. at how many
2: things are controlled by an alarm in your life or a bell, I should say.
0: Yeah, back to Baal. The bell
2: know? that bell owns your ass. That's why you gotta pay bell bail. Owns
0: you to get out of jail whether, whether right? you
2: wake you're so silly whether it's you wake up to true. a bell or you go to sleep to a bell or you, you remember this or you answer the door you check the dishwasher you check the smoke detector what's that beep right uh, dishwasher needs to be unloaded microwave just got done uh, it's time to go to lunch it's time to go home from work it's time to switch classes
0: and you like, ring that bell save on the bell
2: right uh-huh. like there's like their lives are run by that stuff there's so much I mean the concept, breakfast was a marketing campaign y'all breakfast was a marketing campaign and so was the engagement ring it's so superseded into our society that people have just they don't even know this it's silly little i mean i say it all the time but it's it's so shocking when you think about how many things you've been indoctrinated into and you don't even realize it and also i want to point out one more thing. before we change the subject because i know that you and i like like, like to tangent uh these shriners and the stuff they do their activities and these parades the way they behave like the way that they do the silly like you know little tiny car shit or whatever I want you to look at what they did in the 1920s that was considered cool college boy activity. They would uh, shove themselves into phone booths to see how many they could fit in. They would wear these stupid fox fur coats and drive these jalopies and bright stuff on the side of it. Like to the moon, like just weird shit, right?
0: Uh The
2: behavior that college boys did in the 1920s and 30s. I mean, just, just look at It's a Wonderful Life if you can find it anywhere. It's racist now apparently, but whatever. Uh, If you watch *It's Wonderful Life*, it shows like George as a college student and him wearing like this stupid fox fur coat, right, and driving this jalopy with stuff painted on the side, and it was like a trope. The Shriners are now doing the stuff that was cool in the 1920s for college boys. Yeah,
0: but it comes down to this ritual shit, uh, like. I said, you know, where I come, the town I came from, they had a massive, like, it was like a three or four story tall. Well, it was called Sioux
2: City. I expected a massacre.
0: There was a massacre. I (laughs) just read about uh, the preacher, the the preacher, uh, I think it's James Haddock. He was fucking murdered by, you know, a brewery owner. Like, everybody seen it. Everybody knew this dude was guilty, but he was one of the boys with the jury, and when you look at this, this... that he threw him in the fucking mason. Like, the beer tastes off. Nah, man. They just fucking <laughs> shot him in the street on 4th Street. Why? Boom. And, uh, Why'd they shoot him? Because he was against... He was for Prohibition. You know, oh, so they damn. fucking well, capped him there in the street. And then uh, we built a casino on top of the street. But uh, they capped him there in the street. And then when you find out, you know, he was one of the boys with... The guy who shot Haddock was one of the boys with all the jury, went out drinking before the verdict and shit. <laughs> like, and you look at it, they're all fucking Masons. They're all Masons. If you go and get the records on these guys, see
2: that is they're all Scottish I right, motherfuckers. This, the Scottish Rite people, the Masons, right? The Moose Lodge people. That's what I'm telling you. I think they've fallen out of favor because we wouldn't know as much about them if they still had power. What we knew in the fifties about these people, as opposed to what we know now,
0: I just feel like some
2: power shift had to have happened.
0: Now it's this whole—they don't give a shit. They do everything in the light. They're mocking people. They're mocking us. They because the majority um, is docile, so to speak.
2: Well, they—they pay for their friends. They're not exactly uh, people that can think for themselves. They're not super cool. Well, I'm
0: not really talking about Masons. I mean, Masons, that's just like a front for the whole fucking thing. I mean, there's these dumb levels, and most of it's all Blue Lodge shit, and most, the majority of them don't have any fucking clue what they're fucking doing in their rituals and what they're actually fucking um, um, taking an oath to, you know. But at the very top of the pyramid, so to speak, I mean, there's puppet masters and...
2: That is not a perfect analogy at the top of the pyramid. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, and, the you know, there there's puppet masters up there that are are pulling the strings. And now it just seems like they're, they don't give a shit if it's in the light. They don't give a shit if it's exposed. They're mocking Maybe. I us. Think, I think that... they're,
2: they're on the way down. Like, we're in the, in the we're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spiral. I mean, there's a reason that, that they're passing as much crazy shit as they possibly can right now. And they're trying to push everything as hard as they are. Because people that fight that hard, are people that are losing,
0: yeah, and it, it's like pushing it to the limit to see how.
2: Well, the rubber band eventually has to spring back.
0: Yeah, and I where's the get where's and I think the spring that we're back?
2: In, this is the this is we're in the process of it's about to swing back, and that's why people like Sarah Silverman saying like, "Oh, we need to we need to break up the United States," <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm like if California had just fallen to cool. finish, like they told us it Let the they totally would have the We never had problem.
0: Let them all move to Cali or something.
2: Yeah, they're, they're all moving out of Cali. They fucked up their own state. Now they don't want to live there anymore. Now
0: Oregon's got crazy earthquakes going on, and there's now uh, yeah,
2: Oregon's got crazy people. So. Well,
0: the earthquake stuff and the planetary stuff, and how oh, Michael was see, talking yeah, earlier Martha. with Saturn being closer to us, and
2: Martha, yeah. I've got a note. That i wanted to mention to you because you were talking about this earlier fun fact i am a taurus and my name is melissa which means honeybee
0: <laughs> oh look at that
2: because you're talking about the bees and you're talking about Taurus.
0: i'm an yeah. aries and my name is chris <laughs> which means jesus i think so
2: you can paint my house anytime you want i need some help <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: jesus Jesus uh Jesus was a carpenter and I hope he finishes my deck soon. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> no, real life. It's like the, the honey bee, uh, and the concept of Melissa, and it's it's a Greek it's a Greek word because they used to call um grain and all uh the food of Melissa because they would require bees to do pollination.
0: Okay.
1: Wow.
2: Bees were held bees were held sacred. Well, they're still had so- sacred. I mean, look at how many Jesuits like love their freaking honey beehives.
0: Yeah. That's a Jesuit thing?
2: Oh, yeah. It's definitely like, it's a, it's a, anybody that is, uh, what is the right word? Uh, it's not a nunnery. It's the other one. God, I'm tired. Uh, monastery? monastery? Monastery. Monastic tradition. Every monastery, monastery has beehives. And they use those to make their candles, uh, which are considered um, sacred. Because they're Fucking made out of honey honeybee wax.
0: The word you know monastery comes from moon, right? And then the word candle yes. is the can of L.
2: Yes. Fucking Up until like the 1400s, 1500s, the bee that was commonly used in Britain was the black bee, right? Then they switched over to the honey bee, which had a higher uh, yield because they were able to profit further off that. Because what you have is you have people that were living on the, mon- the mon- monastic lands that were like landlords, right? And they had to cut, like get their own like, cut of, you know, they would rent the land and they would have to pay tribute. For example, they would have to use the monastic, um, you know, machinery and mills. And they like, they, they mastered the concept of how to like mill things properly. So they'd have to like give tribute to the monastery. But one of the biggest things was, is they switched from the black bee to the modern honeybee because the honey population, or sorry, the honey product was, more, uh, was higher in quality because it used to be they were concentrated on the wax, not on the bees itself, not on the honey, and that switched in the 1400s and 1500s. You got to ask yourself the black bee to the honey bee that's a weird uh switch up, right? Yeah, um, now, honey's the food of the gods, that's what they fed uh, Moses when they were <laughs> manna, manna was milk and honey, the land of milk and honey.
0: Right. Ambrosia. That was the drink of the gods, I believe. Right.
2: Well, in the Bible, when Moses is wandering the desert for yeah. 40 years or whatever, they would wake up every morning and they're like, oh, look, God, there's some shit on the ground. I'm going to eat shit off the ground. That 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 makes sense. Yeah. We're going to put some of it in the Ark of the Covenant, actually. Which that's, I mean, uh, the story of says, Moses
0: right? and them wandering through the desert. I mean, is that not astrological? Is that the right word?
2: Um, the purpose, okay, the biblical explanation for the reason that Moses was wandering through the desert for forty years is because they, the the worshiping of Baal, and uh, the this issues that were going on with uh, Moses not being pure, uh, he had they literally had to wander around the desert till Moses died because Moses could not set foot in the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey, is what they called it, and God every night would leave on the ground something called manna from heaven, which is interesting. That's what they call Facebook now, right? Manna.
0: That's what you right? collected in the video game God of War was some manna. The,
2: the cryptocurrency name Love for for Facebook for Meta is Mana and Mana was what one of the things that they put in the Ark of the Covenant. They put the uh, the staff of Aaron, they put the uh, Ten Commandments written on the stones, and they put Mana, the milk and honey from heaven, in the Ark of
1: the Covenant. That's how important it was. See, that's interesting. See, I always thought the reason he wandered for 40 years is because they were exiting the age of Taurus but they couldn't no, enter they until had, the age of Aquarius until the age of Aries so no, they, they had, had to
2: purify they had to purify all the people that came from Egypt that had this indoctrinated concept of worshiping Baal
1: because they didn't want to
2: bring those old traditions and those incorrect like that that they didn't want to defile the new land they were occupying with people that had old traditions that they hung on to from a former civilization it was to purify The
0: religion. Wait, so they made him wander around so everybody would die.
2: Forty-year Holocaust, shit off the ground. Exactly.
0: That's crazy. Because back to old Howdy Mikowski and and the World's Fairs, like he was was explaining (laughs) at that time, like the orphan trains were going on, and like if they were resetting, you know, even at the same time that like they they were building a. An eight hundred acre um, Disneyland, basically, in two years in Chicago. Supposedly, yeah. they built a, yeah. a building that could house three hundred thousand fucking people. Right? The you it's fucking out? Look into huge. Looking to the,
2: look the foundling children.
0: Well, they had the orphan things going on. The, 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 the University of Chicago to... was being built at that time, plus all the um, uh, insane asylums. The massive, you're, you're... massive, massive co- co- you know. Insane Islam. What,
2: what year are we talking about? Just so I can make 18,
0: sure 1880s to nineteen, the early 1900s. Okay. Because the World's Fair this. in Chicago was 1886, I believe, maybe 89. I know
2: this sounds off the beaten path, but it's connected. You just let me get through all the details. Okay, so mm-hmm. the day that JFK died, C.S. Lewis,
0: Daily Plaza, also, the Pyramid,
2: died, right? Did he really? Lewis, yes. Same day. And so did um, the guy that wrote, um, oh, fuck, there's another, what's his name? I always can't, I'm never going to get his name right. The guy that, uh, fuck me. It'll come to me later. Uh, anyway, C.S. Lewis died the same day that JFK that. died. And uh, what JFK was going on with him or whatever, there was another guy that also was big. God dang it. So there's three major people that died on that same day. Uh, C.S. Lewis is- In the, the same year, the right? The very same wanted. day. Now, so, the same day, November 22nd,
0: 1963.
2: Okay. They all died the same day. Um, basically, uh, C.S. Lewis was, uh, he was a permanent bachelor. He was married to a woman that was 30 years old than he was. Uh, He had a daughter that was, a stepdaughter that was a complete hardcore alcoholic and she'd get drunk and embarrassed and I had to switch colleges because it was so bad because she's such a drunk.
1: And this uh, is the guy but, that supposedly revolutionized Christianity?
2: Hang on, hang on, there's more. So C.S. Lewis C.S. Lewis is uh, one of the people that he and, he and his, you know, not wife, got chosen to house uh, people that were fleeing, children that were fleeing uh, London during the blitz. So they sent a bunch of kids to stay with them. That's where the story of Narnia and the line of which the wardrobe came from. Well, the little girl that came to stay with them, by the way, he paid, he paid for all of her college and she became an actress and she ended up marrying a guy named Clement Freud, who is Sigmund Freud's grandson, who was a prolific hardcore pedophile. C.S. So Lewis was in on it, and the, he wrote Mere Christianity, and the guy was a He was just like the rest of them, and he, he was sacrificed, I think, the same way that JFK was sacrificed, and I can't, God dang it, Aldous Huxley, that's the third one.
0: I heard the theory All of, guys the same day,
2: November 22nd, 1963.
0: JFK was like a king's sacrifice, where like he sacrificed well, himself, he knew he was going to get clapped.
2: I talk about this all the time about how like these royal families have to have the air and the spare because I think that there's a connection between um, their occupation of a human body and their ability to like find one that fits. The same way that it's hard to find like a kidney that fits, you know, you got to have like the right genetics. So all these royal families, you know, that, that fuck their cousins, the cousins, right? You got to keep it in the uh, bloodline. Yeah, gotta keep royal family. That's why all their kids are inbred and of pedophiles. Don't well, don't they that. believe that they're
0: pure blooded? Like. Uh... The blood yes, of jesus do. has been that's I mean, what the knights templar kind of on the dan brown thing is dude the queen like,
2: won't even let anybody touch her she thinks she's so above everybody else she's garbage uh anyway she's dead the point being is oh,
0: sh- i believe I mean, she's, she's dead. dead
2: honey honey if if the way i think things work is she's been dead a long
0: time Man, a you want to hear percent. something crazy guys what's up
1: you, I, I didn't realize i never put those three together those three people that died They died died on the last day of Scorpio.
2: Yes. They were a sacrifice.
0: See, this is fucked up because... It's
2: not just a sacrifice. It's also a trauma bond because what's the one piece of footage everyone's seen a million times? They, everyone's seen brutal. 9-11 a million times. Everyone's seen Neil Armstrong and the moon ship. And everyone's seen the Challenger. And everyone's seen JFK's footage.
0: everybody's seen everyone's 9-11. Seen
2: it. And it's been seen over and over and over <laughs> again. Everyone knows where they were when JFK died. That's important. That is a trauma bond.
0: Yeah, and they, they perpetuate this, right? Because everybody that remembers where they were when JFK died is, I think, about to die themselves, right? Except
2: the Be- a <laughs> lady, She just took
0: the <laughs> Right? She's got, a picture, of, that's she's got what, a
2: picture of George Bush holding the trigger.
0: That's why we have nine eleven, right? <laughs> so that way, everybody in the now has went through the trauma-based mind control uh, that shifted, like, the consciousness. I just 9
2: like, the trillions of dollars that are missing.
0: <laughs> 2 trillion? 3 tr- 2.5 trillion, I think it was. Yeah, 2.3. Uh, Russell, 2.3. Russell, 23. Uh, there's the number 23. Uh, yeah. You know, so... But, like...
2: But these these families have to have the heir and the spare, right? Kennedy, JFK, he was the spare. The heir got killed randomly. His older brother Joe was supposed to be the one. Who Kennedy, the president.
1: Kennedy wasn't even supposed to win. Kennedy yeah. was like Kennedy was like the Trump thing. He wasn't supposed to win. In it's, fact, I'm I think he you, was the first. Do you look first, at history? He was, he was, was the, the first heir and non.
2: Spare.
1: Yeah, he was the first non-Wasp president. He was a Catholic. He was the first. Everyone but else was I a Protestant. Like bees. Bees movies.
2: I'm so confused now.
1: <laughs> Everyone else was a Protestant. Yeah, and they used their drug money to prop him up. No, yeah, their I alcohol remember, money. Like... Alcohol money.
2: Yes, it was, it was. Well, you also have to remember Joe Kennedy also got in trouble for being a Nazi supporter.
1: Jesus,
0: weren't they all Nazi supporters?
2: He got removed from his his position as the ambassador because he was he was making friends with Hitler. The only reason anybody got out, though, all those people that ended up in, in Argentina, all those Nazis that got out, there's only two reasons that would have been a reason. Well, three. Number one, the war didn't actually until 1947. Just as Hitler died didn't mean it was over. They were carrying shit on Antarctica, and they hit all that. Number two, that they had submarines and got everybody out. Submarine license, you know, just Maxwell, you gotta have goals. Uh, the third thing that was really, it was the Catholic Church got them out. Either way, all those things are bad. <laughs> it doesn't matter which scenario is correct. They're all like, Inconscionable, we're not mm-hmm. even talking about the guys that had these skills that can make rockets or shit. We're just talking about guys being like, Hey, you know, I made this gas and uh, it worked.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you got a problem, I got a solution. And like <laughs> Nazis, you
0: know, uh, old Hitler, there, I mean, he followed the stars, he was a no.
2: dude. The thing that blows my mind the most about Hitler, and I, I, I heard someone say this the other day in a documentary I was watching, and it never occurred to me. Listen to this crazy shit. It's a simple statement, but when I say it out loud, you're gonna go, "Whoa!" Hitler was only in power for twelve years. The world changed forever in just twelve years. What do you make Look of that what story? he did? And yeah. I think it's full. I think they're full of shit. I, I mean, I, I don't understand where the money came from. They had nothing, and all of a sudden they had all this money. And granted, they were like taking
1: well, the Jews. Well, you know they out. were so starving? Right? Hold on a second. Wasn't Hitler's Hitler's mother or no it was his mother or grandmother that was, was a servant that it was grandmother that was a servant at the Rothschild
2: house. he was, he, was an, he' he was an illegitimate grandchild definitely
1: that's fine um, like, that's all fine and good but look at look at how many Rothschilds died during uh, during World War one you'll find that there's only one
2: you know Hitler could never happen again because the minute he started sending out mean tweets they would have taken him off of everything <laughs>
0: right probably I mean, wait but you're for, saying for I don't know you see... that
2: yeah, where did, That's the, where did all the money, money come from for the ramp up for World War Two? <laughs> well, they were like they were they were, were like the, eating each other the, damn the, near the, right.
0: The, the Germans
2: after after well, after World War One, right? Which by the way, they did get screwed on that deal, but uh, that was actually pretty fucked up the way they got treated when you look at all the details. But um you know, basically after about world war one that. they had the weimar republic right and they had like the wheel of cash trying to buy bread and all that shit and then hitler came into power and all of a sudden they were back on top and the next thing you know they're they have this whole society and this war machine that's building you
0: didn't build you out. have but i mean
2: how many how much money if you if you took all the money from all the jews in germany at that time how much money could it have possibly accounted for
1: where did you see money you're also from? forgetting you're also forgetting that prescott bush funded hitler's side of the war
2: but that and he stole Geronimo's skull clearly guys never respect.
1: <laughs> you're forgetting you know he had early bush money he had uh, the Rothschilds money well i mean before nazis Royal, Royal, in Royal
0: germany bush. there was the Bolosheviks, right bush. sorry the ukraines and how they went through it
2: well they you know why they're fighting over ukraine right because it's got a deep underground military base there that they want
0: I don't know. I just went and pyramids. Re, and pyramids, you know, about the Holodomor and and what went on over there, like in the Bolshevik army. Uh, they were pretty. Brutal. The reason that Ukraine <coughs> is, is something people
2: want to control is because there's a major deep underground military base there, and it's also a black ops prison. Yep. And who knows what they have in there, and who knows who they have in there. But I know it's enough for Putin to want to fight over it. And for Joe Biden to go, oh, you know, I gave you all those, that shit in Afghanistan. Well, you're and then they made cool. everybody believe well, exactly like it's
0: send, a superpower. Send,
2: they've already done the sending CI. sorry, sending C-17s full of pallets of cash. Like, that didn't work out as well as they thought it would. So, I mean, if you're going to pay off winning an election to the Chinese government why not just leave all that equipment. I mean, that's billions of dollars.
1: Dude, you're literally killing me on this C.S. Lewis, Aldous Huxley thing. This is bugging oh, me out.
2: And then, and then I want you to look into of uh, Clement Freud and who he married. And the story behind the girl that became an actress that was the basis for Lucy in the Narnia books that came to stay with C.S. Lewis and then he paid for her college and did all this stuff that just is inappropriate, right? And then she married, a, a, he was a horrific pedophile and the grandson of Sigmund Freud, Clement Freud. And he lived two blocks her Madeline and Candace appeared. And invited, and invited her parents in for tea when they were looking for her.
1: That's disgusting.
2: And his wife had to have known. And I think she was a victim herself from C.S. Lewis. I think C.S. Lewis molested kids, too.
3: Good job, fuck sickos, man. You don't get to that level without a little pedophilia.
0: It's true. to have
3: it in your background just to be able to be
2: part of the club.
0: This is true. Well,
2: I mean, you to remember, the Abel? only religion in the world that hasn't promoted pedophilia is Protestant Christianity. Because, I mean, you got... You got, uh, what's her name, uh, that, that married uh, Muhammad, right? She, she's sick, so she's, you know, hey, if I punch her and she bleeds, it's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's fucked up. This well, if right you want to down. talk about <laughs> Abrahamic
3: religions, you might be right there, but there have been other so called religions that don't promote pedophilia other than no, Abrahamic
2: and, religions. No, no, they're right. They just kicked kids' heads up like the stairs, you know, he's the gods.
0: Everybody does something you know? to kids. I mean, it's fucked up. No,
3: I'm talking about other groups of people throughout the world that had their own philosophical beliefs well, about whatever, whatever the world what? was They what weren't Christians it that or Catholics or Muslim. That goes back kind of like to shit like that where they well, wanted yeah. to sacrifice children.
2: But let's, so just oh, okay. let's just look at it, let's just look at it. Let's take out all the religion and just look at this from a logical perspective, right? You are an up and coming civilization. Let's say uh, you're a Celt, right? And you know you just kick the Romans out and uh, you're trying to like, you know, feed everyone. You do not, you don't wanna go after the children because if you go after the children, then you don't have people to continue to exist in the society and your society will fail. It goes you don't
3: have Saturn and Jupiter being Zeus and how Eternals ate his children. Didn't so I just, said, t- oh, we didn't I just our say we're taking take yeah, yeah. Just, just take, take all yeah. the religion out
2: of it. Take all this out of it. Just think I, about this logic. It's
3: logically. not, I'm saying it astro theology. It goes back to the astro theology and when they were looking at Saturn eating Saturn's own moons, which were his children, which were Uranus and Neptune. That's where that shit comes from. Yeah. We're celebrating Saturnalia, Saturnalia of course, coming
0: up.
2: Because Carnot's had his own children. Yes. Uh, I mean, those Carthage up. gives me the fucking creeps. Those people, wow. Who? Wowing The Carth- 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 Carthaginians? <sighs> dark, dark shit.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's it, what uh, me we're celebrating coming up is Saturnalia.
2: <laughs> well, you gotta, you know, hey
0: and then you have it's Santa. Not every day
2: that some guy can sneak down your Does chimney. Mike get in here laughing. to
3: break the shit down? I mean, he's is got work. Like,
0: oh, man. He, dude, I'm doing my oh,
3: own Oh, he's talking in. he things. got some facts, <laughs> Yeah, Missy,
0: Missy got him with something, and now he's got... I mean, she, no, no, Mikey, got, got me got got shit, Mike,
3: you got the breakdown, bro. Dude, this is absolutely <laughs> crazy. This is
1: absolutely crazy. Yeah, I because, follow all your
3: stuff, though. I follow Russ Grave. I've been following him for like six years, so i follow followed your stuff for a long time.
2: I just want to point out one more thing, and I'm going to take a little break. Uh, and let somebody else talk, but why is it that we find it totally acceptable to tell our children that there's a guy that sneaks into our house in the middle of the night, right, is overweight, eats cookies, leaves presents, and then sneaks back up our chimney, like...
0: Well, I mean, the original story wasn't when was snuck that at in six and six ate, years your, old. ate your kids. I mean, wasn't <laughs> that the original I got
3: that kiss- at six years old.
2: I saw Mommy Kissing was- Santa Claus. It's the creepiest song I've ever heard in my life. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna let you talk for a minute. Yo, Santa Claus is
3: coming to town. The creepiest uh, song I've ever. Santa
2: Claus is. Going he knows when you're sleeping. He <laughs> knows when you're
3: awake. He knows when you're good or bad. I mean, what the hell is that shit, dude? Like, what is this guy? He's a Even fucking the- creep. Santa's
0: Satan. Yeah, Santa's <laughs> Satan, the fucking creepo.
3: Krampus. you guys know about and Now us. they got it a says. damn elf on a shelf bullshit to scare kids even more. Like, hey, <laughs> well, we you gotta, have, you you gotta have the CIA. Creeps. You
0: going to have the
2: NSA, you might as well have the CIA. Well
3: yeah, you gotta have the CIA, <laughs> they're, have the they're always spying on know? us, yep, so
1: yeah, yeah you, you gotta know, know it. it. Yeah, Do you gotta endocrine, early.
0: What's up, Marco? You, you guys know, know what Saint letters? Nick is? <laughs> Saint Nick? What's that? Yeah. Does anybody know what it
2: is? <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't like a sexual... Google it.
0: Google Saint Think. Nick,
2: like a donkey punch.
0: <laughs> G- Google Saint, Saint Nick.
2: Nick. <laughs> Do why I sneak in your house. I leave you presents. <laughs> Sorry. It, it,
0: it literally means uh, he's googling it. Oh,
2: can't take me anywhere.
0: <laughs> Mine, my room. I'm gonna mind. go check
2: on my kid real quick. I'll be I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll gonna. Be-
0: yeah, so St. So uh, Nick... So
3: happy, i never had children now.
0: Literally means devil, like Satan, all that stuff. And then Klaus is German for Nicholas, Nicholas, Klaus.
3: Yeah, but
2: class class.
3: made up too. It only means the adversary It's staring yourself in the face. It's talking about the worst part of yourself you have to deal with. That's what well, Satan
1: Klaus... Really Kla- Klaus actually well santos would say class comes from the claustrum which is the part of your brain that basically highly interacts with it basically allows you to do complicated things seat as the soul that comes
0: out, isn't that too? klaus schwab is trying to kill us just throwing that out there yeah Missy. <laughs> Well, it's really weird when you look up Krampus and you see, like, what he used to do. Like, he rounded up all these kids and kidnapped them and threw them in a bag. Yeah, stuffed them in the. bag. Isn't that what
2: they talk about on Seinfeld when they're not having, I don't know, like, major race racial, you know, <laughs> just throwing shit out there? Krampus the movie don't came they talk, out a Don't they years celebrate ago. Krampus on Seinfeld? Isn't that what they do?
0: Um, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought it was, like, a. Ju uh, uh or something, a mixture of Hanukkah and Christmas. But yeah, the, the symbols symbolism of Santa or Saint Nick. Yeah, I mean it, it goes back to Satan or Saturn and that's why we're celebrating Christmas, which why is did Saturnalia.
1: Nick,
2: why did Saint Nick become a saint? What did he do like that made him a saint? Do you, do you know my God
1: no, I don't. I was just starting to look it up, but I gave up on it.
0: Yeah,
2: like the Catholics have all these different saints that do different things, and we have different patrons. Like what they like, it's a patron saint of like Saint Christopher's the patron saint of whatever, and this, you know what I mean? Like patron what is saint Nicholas? of sailors,
0: merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pond. Oh, brokers. creepy.
2: Nice, not. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like Epstein's rounds he... up a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what that's what, what did. did. We true. know like
2: St. Patrick was supposedly like kicked the snakes out of Ireland and like saved a bunch of like, elves and like, you know, converted them. What did St. Nicholas do that made him a saint? And, and what was the miracle that led him be passed into St. Because you have to like perform a miracle or whatever. Well, so very, miracle. It's, 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 it's
0: literally out. Satan. There's no miracle. Yeah, that's I mean, why I mean, there's very little known as a Church historical St. Nicholas.
2: Canonized As a saint, you have to have a, a miracle that can be proven that yeah, gets they, you they the ability to be up. canonized. Yeah, yeah. St. Nick,
0: Nick is made up. Definitely, because look at very little is known about the historical Saint Nicholas. The earliest accounts of his life were written centuries after his death and contain many legendary elaborations. Sa- oh, I mean, God, Satan is vision. like Saint Nick is just Jesus.
2: I thought he just won the Eurovision competition, and that's why we're still talking about. It.
0: But yeah, I mean, it all goes back to Satan, Saturnally Saturnalia. I yeah, yeah,
1: think it's, it's weird. Anybody think it's Krampus, weird?
0: What's up, I mean, Micah? It's pretty much a baphomet.
1: Yeah. Anybody think it's weird that R. Kelly called himself the Pied Piper and no one knew any better?
0: Yeah, because the Pied Piper's pan, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. With the flute. With the flute
1: that brings all the the kids.
0: Fucking Michael Jackson had this weird, massive fucking painting of himself as Peter. As a Pied Piper. Did you know that? Dude, Huge huge fucking uh painting i mean it had to have been like 15 20 feet tall please Massive. tell
2: me it's in the south park episode please tell me need to in the south park episode please.
0: i don't know if it's in the south park episode but it is fucking creepy that he had a rendition of him as uh as pan basically with the flute and he even had the little fucking elf or the hooves you know the hooves and uh, he park had little episode, kids yes. little kids sherbs or whatever naked little kids you know, flapping the That's little right. tiny he wings. Does. he dresses up as the
2: Pied Piper, doesn't he, in the South Park episode?
0: You're all just ignorant. You're just ignorant.
2: dude.
3: Sort of, yes.
0: Yeah, man, because Peter it, Pan, Peter Baxter, Pan, what's-his-face, was a fucking pedophile. He wrote that book for a little boy that he was in love yeah, with. It's not with. far behind you
2: the...
1: I'm trying to find something on C.S. Lewis. All I could find is Lewis Carroll.
2: Yeah. Lewis Carroll is Alice in Wonderland.
1: I know. Uh, but C.S. That... Lewis
2: is the line of which in Which the Wardrobe. Uh, no, I know who I is... know who
1: he is. I'm saying because I can't uh, find anything on C.S. Lewis.
2: Have you tried Duck Duck Go?
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like flipping through it.
0: Yeah, J.M. What are you looking for? J.M. What B- is it you want to find Brooklyn. on
2: him? Because
1: just any uh, dirt, any shit. It's on It's like him.
0: Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Pan is. It's
2: because you have to watch. You have to watch the documentary about his life, where it discusses like uh, who he is. It's it's free on YouTube. Was he, he like molested blow. growing up? Uh, well, I know he probably molested kids because he paid off that girl that married another molester that married freaking Clement Freud that came to stay at his house during the Blitz, and that's why he wrote the Narnia books.
0: See in the Narnia that has Pan in it too, with the with the little goat.
2: Absolutely. Guy. Yeah. The the yeah yeah little Billy goat li- And people don't right.
0: understand people. That's another thing people don't understand. They watch this stuff. They Watch it with their kids and stuff. They don't understand the underlying shit that is actually going on. And no, the, because they're the, not smart. Or the they don't reason care, it was written—it's it's, I it's, Narnia was it's written an, an, an esoteric atheist. book, basically. What's that? No, Narnia no, was, was written, written by, by C.S. Lewis. By, yeah,
1: he was, no, a, he was, he was a book. Mere
2: Christianity. No, no, he was like he was he was an atheist and he he became a, a like a hardcore Christian. They say that he used
1: to talk with um what's his name? D.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. They would yes. have like debates left and right well, about it. Well, that's religion. why their
2: books are so similar. And like when it looks at, like when you, when you look at well, the stuff, if you're diddling little they're, kids, you awesome
3: must stop believing God, period. I mean, you wouldn't be fucking around with little kids if believe in some type of God.
0: But, but it doesn't mean the they Church. don't like the
2: kids aren't going to fuck themselves.
0: follow this pagan <laughs> fucking shit, you know? They because don't
3: the kids are innocent. That's what it is. They don't, they don't believe in the innocence. Of you. They don't believe in that. Well, do you you
2: know that children have more natural DMT in their brains than adults? And that's why they're able to play pretend and that sets sets them apart. And like that DMT level. We lose that as we get older. Yeah.
3: We're actually indoctrinated that out of us. I
0: I wonder if you do DMT if you really
3: do. We we actually uh, rewarded that in children. The DMT is the God uh, code. Having more more DMT
2: in your brain makes you more makes
0: you closer to god yeah i mean like i was saying earlier um how i catch myself when i talk about the body you know being designed i mean i think a lot of people will say that you know even if they don't believe even if they're atheists you can catch them saying you know the body the body wasn't designed to do this or you know just in speaking and I've died in like hat.
3: three times, so I know there's a God. Well, in actuality, I mean, you—it's so designed
0: from I was birth say, to death.
2: everyone's an atheist until they, they're on their deathbed, and then all of a sudden they change their mind.
0: But even to death—that's the
3: truth too. But yeah, it's yeah. when you actually die,
1: and, like you, you realize there's more to you get body the
0: DMT drip right then.
1: This life. All right, guys, I'm jumping off.
0: Yeah, yeah man, I'll it was—it was. was, was uh, yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, Micah.
2: Yeah, we'll do this we'll That C.S. Lewis stuff is giving you the creeps, huh? It's <laughs> not want... giving
1: me the creeps, but like you're just, you're, ju- you're just like juicing my brain so I can write some stuff for my eighth book.
2: Yeah, look into... Mike, your these-
3: books are awesome, bro. Thanks for
2: writing
1: them, man. You do
3: good love- work, man. Is
1: this Abel? it out there. Yeah. Yeah, Abel? It's Abel, thank Kate. you
3: so yeah. much, man. <laughs> Nah, you're very welcome. I'm on, on Russ's podcast a lot too, so when I catch you on, here. I'll, I'll shout out. Yeah, to
1: absolutely, you know man. I appreciate it. What what book are you up to? Uh,
3: I think I've gotten up to five, volume five. But you yeah,
1: got like nine of them, don't you? No, uh, seven. I have, six, I have six out right now. Seven. My seventh. My seventh just hit my publisher. Okay. So that's coming out in February. All you hate right, your publisher?
0: Right. And he's right. writing a He's writing through. a children's book.
3: I thought you were at nine, dude. For some reason, I'm like, damn, he's that far ahead. What the fuck? No, like, dude, I'm, freaking, now,
1: so. I'm doing. I'm I'm doing Rex Bear's conference. I'm doing uh, Santos Bonochi's conference. I'm like all over the place. What's that mean? Oh.
2: Do me a favor. If you're gonna write a children's book, don't go weird off the side like C.S. Lewis or J.M. Barry. <laughs> just I try won't and, try, try to keep it as just don't, don't
3: write a children's book, dude. <laughs> just don't do it. It's
0: too late. Uh, so
1: Missy, I'm gonna. I really like man. It's nice talking to you, bro. Abel, you too, man. And listen, if you're on social, reach out to me, okay?
0: Yeah, give me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you
1: some
2: links about the C.S. Lewis stuff. Uh, yes, please do, Missy. Yeah. And also, gotcha. hon,
1: listen, I uh, I reached out to Richard. When I hear back, I'll text you, okay?
2: Cool. And if not, no big deal. You know, all that matters is that you tried. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that.
1: he's gonna like it, and I'll uh, I'll get back. Well, to I'm you, adorable. Right? You are. <laughs>
2: of course.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. I'll see you at CS Little Stuff. I'll text you to you. Yeah, thanks, Missy. Hi,
2: Micah. Have a great day, darling. Work hard.